Hello everyone, this is Laura Neal and you're listening to Math for Knitters again <laughs> after all this time. I have missed you. Um, basically I don't have any oh, excuses for why I've been so long away. I have reasons of course and they're all very good but I'm not going to bore you with all that. I'm just grateful that some of you are still listening. I know that some people must still be subscribed because the numbers on the uh, on the, see I've it's been so long I've forgotten what to do. Just talk, Lara. <laughs> um, the numbers on the website are still quite steady. So I know there's at least some of you out there waiting patiently for my return, and I'm back. I'm not going to promise a certain frequency, because that's always um, kind of a stumbling block for me. But I do promise that I'm going to keep the microphone on my desk instead of in a box, which is where it's been up until 10 minutes ago. And I'm going to keep my mini disc and all the other stuff that I need handy so that when I have a spare hour or so, I can record. I'm not saying the shows will be an hour, but it will hopefully um, be steady. Well, okay, uh, part of why I stopped doing the shows, and this is a good reason, is I was pretty much feeling like I was out of ideas. And I know I said this um, very early on, <laughs> In the podcast is that I really don't know how long I'm going to do this because I don't know how many ideas I have. And I have one big idea to explain to you today. And after that, um, a lot of little things maybe, and I do like doing the book reviews. So maybe I'll keep doing book reviews because I do have a lot of books. And then I can probably talk about materials, uh, different yarns that I've used, different needles, but I do really want to talk about math. So whenever you have a question, even a small one, even one that you think I've covered already, I would like to hear it, please. Send me a comment on the show, send me an email, please just let me know so that I can talk about your problem. Some months ago, someone left a comment on the site, kind of vague, and I said, look, I'd love to answer your problem, but I don't quite know what you mean. So please give me more details. I never heard back from that person. So, um, oh, also, I would just like to thank everybody who has left me posts and comments over the last many, 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 many months asking me to come back. <laughs> it really did mean a lot to me. And I always wanted to do the show again. I just things just kept happening. And um, I've completely restructured my personal life in the last many months, really in the last year. I've redone a lot of things in my house. I've completely changed the way that I approach um, my life. And so unfortunately, for a long time, that meant I didn't have time to do the show. So that actually, okay, that was, that is my excuse. <laughs> But, and uh, for anyone new who's listening to the show for the first time, welcome. Um, please feel free to go back and look at the old episodes, even though they are all very old by this time, but um, I think that they're good. So anyway, let's get started. 
my big concept today is one I've been working up to for a while. And it is about resizing, which is something that I think that most of us use math the most for. It's also a little scary. So, but I, I now have a unified theory of sizing. <laughs> um, it even has an easy acronym to help you remember it. Um, is that an acronym when it's, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't remember what it's called when it's, um, like you shorten it from the, from the whole thing. Anyway, it's, um, width in percentages, height in measurement. That's whip him. I almost went and downloaded, um, like a sound of a whip, but, uh, found too many scary sites when I tried to do that, so I'm just not going to. You can imagine it. Anyway, it's W-I-P-H-I-M, within measurements, uh, within percentages, height and measurements. And basically what that means is when you're resizing something, be it a sweater or a sock, you do your width in terms of, of your key number, which you've determined from, from the beginning. Like say you have a, a 10-inch um, object, and you want to make it 20 inches, well, you're multiplying every width in the pattern by two. So you're adding twice as many stitches, assuming your gauge is the same as the original gauge. Um, so that's easy. So every every time you ha see a number that's a width, you multiply it by two. But if you did that for every height measurement as well, you'd end up with something kind of freaky. Because like for instance, with sweaters, it would be a little bit like just putting it through a copy machine and enlarging it by two. Because you see with sweaters, even if a sweater is twice as wide as someone else's sweater, it's not going to be twice as long. Um, most people max out at a certain length of arm and a length from shoulder to hip, but we come in all kinds of shapes. So while someone might need a little more ease in their sweater in order for it to fit them properly, they don't necessarily need 40 inch long sleeves. So you have to pay attention to your height or your length rather, if you want to think about length in terms of your measurement. So I like to draw a schematic when I start a new sweater, either from scratch or even if it's someone else's that I'm changing slightly, where I write out all those lengths and heights and widths. Like for instance, the hip measurement, the waist measurement, the bust measurement, the shoulder measurement, the length of the arms, the width around the top of the arms, the width of the um, cuff of the sleeves. I write all those things out clearly and plainly, and then I write my gauge down both in height gauge and width gauge, stitches per inch and rows per inch. And uh, it gives me reference points so that I can double check if I figure I'm going to do 100 rows and I know my row gauge, I can see how long that's going to make my sleeve and see if I need to adjust because I usually do. <laughs> okay, well, that that's the basic concept. Um, I'm not going to do a really solid example today. I'm just doing a real quick show to let everyone know that I'm still out here. Um, if you have questions, problems, want me to apply this concept to a specific kind of pattern, please let me know and I would be thrilled to do it. It is good to be back. I missed you all so much. I, the podcast, I don't know if I told you this before, but the podcast helped me a lot when I was going through some very difficult times last year, um, before I got my life straightened out, I 
really, um, it helped me a lot to have something that was just mine and that was my concept and that was good for me and something I could concentrate on and something that I was really accomplishing. And, um, strangely enough, the podcast did that for me. I know, um, Crazy Aunt Pearl has written that she feels the same way about her blog. So if I am totally nuts, I'm at least not totally nuts and alone in the world. (laughs) But thanks for listening. Um, Please, 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 please drop me a comment. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you need to know. Otherwise, I do have some notes. Let me look. I'm not completely out of ideas. I'm just out of ideas that I really love. Um, let's see. I I do want to talk about different kinds of skirts, but that's covered very, very well in a book that I've talked to you about called Knitting from the Top. Um, so really you could just get that book <laughs> and know everything that I know about making skirts. Um, but also knitting on the bias I think is interesting and I've also been meaning to try a whole bunch of different ways of making miters and tell you about them but I haven't had time to do that because I've been knitting everything else under the sun lately let me tell you about something I recently discovered there's a wonderful yarn I have used before called Bartlett by a company called Bartlett Yarns and I was all excited because I was going to use some leftover yarn to make a fold mitten because I just made fold mittens out of brown sheep, which, by the way, folds, felts beautifully. It really is lovely yarn to, to fold. It's lovely yarn anyway, but it's it felts beautifully too. And I was at my knitting group, and I was all excited, and one of the women said, well, I'll be really surprised if you can get that to felt because I never did. I tried and tried, and it just would not felt. And I was very cocky and I said, well, this one isn't dyed. Maybe it was that. It's an undyed yarn, maybe. Maybe it was that. I come home and I throw my swatch in the washing machine with hot water, soap, and a towel, which is how I felt just about everything. And didn't felt. (laughs) The fibers came a little loose and, and looked a little fluffier, but it did not actually shrink even a centimeter so, if you want a lovely 100% wool yarn that smells a little yarn, sheepy and a little lanolin-y, and I think has lanolin in it, and that I'm not going to say it's proof to felting or will absolutely not felt, but that you're pretty sure might occasionally be accidentally thrown in the wash, this is the yarn for you. It's also very rugged, thick, heavy. I would say it's a little heavier than piece fleece. And I dig it. So I'm making some other gloves or mittens right now from it. Um, There's striped mittens from Fox's Geese Flying. Oh, what's the name of that book? Okay, let me look up what that book is so I can tell you. It's a really cool book of traditional mitten patterns from Maine and Canada. Why is it? I have some some stockings, some knee-high socks drying on the floor here. And the second my cats got in the room, they immediately lay on my dang stockings. I really don't understand why they do that. Here, let me look for that book here. Uh, Foxes, geese. Something about fences, fox and geese. I could just go in the other room. Oh, fox and geese and fences. A collection of traditional main mittens 
by Robin Hansen. It's H-E-N-S-E-N. Fantastic book. I just made the fold mittens. They're called Fisherman's Wet Mittens, I believe, out of it. I just love it so much. It's a great book. And I looked for it for a long time, so I was really happy to see it was it was available again. Okay, there's my little pitch for the book that I'm using right now and the yarn that I'm using right now. <laughs> Although I need some new needles. And my yarn shop tomorrow is having a uh, yarn tasting uh, in honor of Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know about you, but every yarn shop I've ever lived around has had nice sales or otherwise events on Super Bowl Sunday, and I just dig it. I love that. <laughs> so I'm going to be busy all day with yarn and belly dancing on Super Bowl Sunday. So I won't be watching the game because I really don't care. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm not a football fan. But okay, that's it. Um, thanks very much for listening. And welcome to the show if you're new and welcome back if you're an old listener. And thank you so much for keeping me on your iTunes list or however you listen to the show. Okay, have a nice week. Bye-bye.